Hey everyone, this is Sean Briscoe. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Podcast. I'm excited about today's episode because I just got off the phone with a broker for uh, healthcare, a healthcare provider uh, broker, and and he's in the process of redoing my family's healthcare coverage. You see, I'm under a group plan currently, group medical plan with a company that's a $90 billion life insurance company. All right. Now, this last year, in 2018, our premiums tripled. They didn't double, they tripled. Our premiums this year are over $1,200 a month. And that's for a family of, of, we have five people in our family, but because we, we have fostered and adopted kids, some, some of the kids fall under Medicaid, and so their, their health care coverage is actually covered by the state of Texas in Medicaid. But for the remaining members of the family, we all have to fall under Obamacare. And in doing that, our, our health care premiums literally tripled. We pay over $1,200 a month for myself, my wife, my three-year-old daughter, and my five-year-old daughter. Think about that for a second. $1,200 for a family of four. Okay? Now, here's the kicker. Our out-of-pocket expenses went up to over $7,000 in deductibles. $7,000 deductible, $1,200 a month premium. And and the worst part about it is our, our coverage doesn't cover any of the medications that my wife has to take. You see, my wife uh, has, has some ailments. She's, she's got endometriosis and interstitial cystitis, which is one of the primary reasons, one of the primary driving reasons why we decided to go into foster care and adoption was because we couldn't have kids of our own. And she has to take a shot, which is actually designed for eczema, um, you know, or, or skin, skin diseases, skin rashes and stuff. And so this shot is $2,000 a month. And we have to pay for that out of pocket because it's not covered under our healthcare plan. So think about this. Our premiums tripled. Our deductibles went up from $2,500 a year to $7,000 a year. And none of the medications that my wife has to take are covered under the plan. Now, this plan is a group medical plan from a life insurance company, a $90 billion life insurance company. And you'd you'd think that an insurance company would be able to find a much more affordable health care plan for their their employees, for their W-2 employees. But for whatever reason, they they can't figure this stuff out. And so... Part of what, what I teach clients how to do is to, to get out of the W-2 system, to get out of the 1040 tax system and into a new, not a new tax system, this has been around for ages, since, since 1913 when the IRS was first, first enacted, you know, they came out with the, the, these new tax laws. And at the time, uh, when the IRS was first formed, it was only supposed to be temporary. It was supposed to be for one year. And here's how it worked. In, in the, when the IRS was first formed, they, they said, we're going to start collecting income tax on income earners who make $20,000 a year or more in income. 
back in 1913. Think about that for a second. If you were making $20,000 a year back in 1913, that is the equivalent of making $480,000 a year or more in today's dollars. And so if you were, if you were making $480,000, the equivalent of $480,000 a year or more in income, guess what your tax rate was? That's right. It was 1%. So if you made over $480,000 a year, you paid 1% tax. The top tax bracket was 7%, 7, 7%. And that was for income earners that made half a million dollars a year or more. Now, half a million dollars a year back in 1913 is the equivalent of over $12 million a year in W-2 income today. Think about that for a second. Our tax code was never, ever, ever intended to be what it is today, where you're paying 15%, 20%, 25%, 28%, or, or 39.6% tax, which is the top rate right now. It was never, ever intended to be like that. But what happened was there was a huge demographic shift in America. And as the story goes, most most uh, people in America were uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and investors. 97% of Americans owned their own business and created their own wealth. And so the wealthiest families got together back in 1913 when the IRS was first formed, and they actually created a completely different tax system that was designed specifically for wealthy families. That system is called the 1041 trust and foundation system. And so while you may be familiar with a 1040 tax return, which is what most people file in America today, there's another form called a 1041 tax return. That tax return is for trusts and foundations. And so what the wealthiest families did, the Rockefellers, the Kennedys, the Vanderbilts, the, you know, the list goes on. What they did was they literally they, they made the decision at the time to participate in the 1041 tax system and not the 1040 tax system. And when you participate in the 1041 tax system, the way that this works is you give up ownership of all assets and all incomes to a trust or a foundation, a private foundation. Now, the foundation is a 501c3 corporation, so it is or entity. So it is completely tax exempt. Think about that. So you can create a business trust that owns all your business assets and your business income. And and what's beautiful about the 1041 system is that you take all deductions right off the top using pre-tax dollars. Whatever money is left over, 100% of that money can be donated to your 501c3, your private family foundation. It's a complete write-off to the trust. And so once that money is in the 501c3, it is now tax-exempt. And so this is what the wealthiest families do in America. They set up trusts that are under the 1041 tax system. And then when they have extra cash that would be taxable, they donate 100% of that to their own private family foundation. Now, private family foundations are different than public charities. 
Public charities are responsible for, for giving away all of that money minus their expenses. So once the expenses are paid for, the rest of the cash that's in that entity is they're required to give away or grant that money to, uh, to various causes, various charitable causes. But private family foundations operate under a completely different structure. And the, the goal, the primary purpose and, and goal of a private family foundation is to keep the money and grow the money so that you can ultimately be more charitable in giving. And so, yes, there are certain rules and restrictions and regulations that you got to follow and you got to play by the rules of the game. But think about that. Instead of giving away all your money, you're responsible for, as a trustee of that foundation, your number one priority, your number one responsibility is to keep that money and grow that wealth. To grow that wealth from generation to generation to generation. And if you do this effectively, you can literally, literally, no joke, literally not pay tax. That's right. You heard me correctly. You pay zero tax because you don't own anything. Remember, taxation follows title. If you own things, the more things you own, the more you're taxed on them. When you transfer ownership of an asset or you transfer ownership of a business or whatever, um, you're taxed on it again. When you die, you have to pay estate tax, right? That's when you're accepting the income and you're owning the assets on yourself, on your person, on your social security number. But if you give up ownership of those assets to the trust, now you're not taxed on any of it. The trust is taxed. And and the rules and the regulations for trusts and foundations operate completely differently. So... The net effect of doing this system, the 1041 Trust and Foundation System, is that you can literally claim zero income. And when you claim zero income, you are now eligible for a boatload of benefits. One of those benefits being Obamacare. And so I just got off the phone with my healthcare broker and restructured our family's healthcare plan. And here's the net effect. My new premiums went down from $1,200 a month to $51 a month. $51 a month is what we now pay for our entire family's health care. And get this, it's better. There's zero deductibles. Zero deductibles. Zero office visit cost. Zero cost on medications. You don't pay a thing in this Obamacare system that is subsidized by everybody in the 1040 system. If you're in the 1040 system, you are subsidizing Obamacare. Your taxes are going to pay for people who, who are falling in the 1041 tax system. And so I just, I just had to get on today and, and let everybody know that there is a path to, to lowering your medical expenses and to, to becoming eligible for all kinds of benefits that you would not be eligible for 
if you stay in the 1040 tax system. That's what this purpose-driven podcast is really truly all about is, yes, we're going to talk about power. Yes, we're going to talk about purpose. We're going to talk about how your production, your production is, is reliant on your sense of power. The more powerful you are, the more productive you become. The more productive you become, the more you can actually fund and operate in, in your purpose, whatever that may be. For my wife and myself, that's foster care and adoption. We love these kids. All of our time, energy, effort, and money goes to supporting these kids. And so we set up our own private family foundation called the Kind Foundation, where all of our tax dollars that we would normally have to pay to Uncle Sam, we are now able to donate 100% of that money to our private family foundation. And inside of that private family foundation, we are responsible for growing that money. So we invest that money. We invest that money in real estate. We invest that money in stocks and bonds. We invest that money in in life insurance. We invest that money in all kinds of things, in businesses. And the returns that are generated are 100% tax exempt, which allows us to give back more in a more meaningful way. Think about the possibilities for a second. What would be possible if you were able to keep 100% of your tax dollars? How would you... How would you use that money? What would you do with the, the, the money, the dollars that you're able to keep? Would you invest them? Would you spend the money? Would you give it away? What would you do with the money? Because the bottom line is that the more, you know, Warren Buffett was famous for saying this, is it's not what you make, it's what you keep. I'll say it again. The most famous quote that Warren Buffett ever said was, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Warren Buffett, by the way, is a master at the 1041 Trust and Foundation System. He actually taught Bill Gates how to set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, the story goes like this. Bill Gates was under investigation by the IRS. He had massive lawsuits on on him for um, antitrust issues and all kinds of tax issues because he was accepting foreign income for, for Microsoft, money was coming into Microsoft that he wasn't paying tax on because it was foreign dollars, foreign income. Well, the IRS caught wind of this and came down hard on him. So, so Warren Buffett set up a meeting with Bill Gates and the meeting was supposed to last for an hour. They ended up clearing their schedules for the entire day. And Warren Buffett brought in his tax team and he taught this system, the 1041 Trust and Foundation System, He taught this system to Bill and Melinda Gates. Six weeks later, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was established. And today, it is the largest private family foundation on the planet. That's how this game is played. And so, if you want to live a life of purpose, which is really why we're here on Earth, You know, if you really want to discover what your purpose, your mission and purpose in life is, we can help you with that. Give us a call. Give me a call. Hook up with me. Leave a message on this, on this podcast, and we can address it in a future podcast. Connect with me on Facebook, on social media, or 
just go to purposedrivenblueprint.org. That's purposedrivenblueprint.org. And I have a free training where you can learn all about the 1041 Trust and Foundation System, how it's structured, how it works, the history behind it, the, the actual individuals who are using the system right now, and how they're actually fulfilling their purpose by redirecting their tax dollars away from the government, away from Uncle Sam, and into their own private foundations. And so I just wanted to get the message out there and let everybody know that when you do this, when you make the decision, one simple change, you not only add 40% or more to your bottom line, but you're able to create your own banking system with that money. You're able to give back more to charities or foundations, other foundations, other private 501c3s. You can even donate or give grants to individuals. Think about this. You know, we have an agency that we work with, a foster care and adoption agency called Starry. Starry is an awesome organization. We love them to death and we, we feel very, very fortunate to be able to give. And so we every year we give to this organization through our private family foundation. And you can do the same thing. So go to PurposeDrivenBlueprint.org, PurposeDrivenBlueprint.org, download the training or get involved or just ping me on Facebook at Sean Briscoe. You know, just just go to Facebook, search for my name, friend me on Facebook, friend me on Instagram, and let's connect so that we can get your family moving in the right direction. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everybody, this is Sean Briskin. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Podcast. Today's topic is this, stewardship versus ownership. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the difference between stewardship and ownership. And I don't know about you, but I, I think about this a lot. You know, my wife and I have been foster parents for a long time now. Uh, we got married 10 years ago and uh, couldn't have kids of our own initially. Um, we, we eventually did get pregnant. We uh, tragically lost our first child and um, the doctors told us that it was highly unlikely that we would that we would get pregnant again. And so we decided to go the route of foster care and adoption. And as soon as we did, it was like a lightning bolt hit me in the heart. And I knew immediately that this was our calling in life. This is what we were put on earth to do was to take care of these kids who have been from really difficult places. These, these kids that have been from, from absolutely nothing and, and horrible, horrible situations. You know, my 11-year-old daughter, Caitlin, uh, was rescued from a, a meth lab here in Texas and was, was literally, um, it was a horrible situation. The SWAT team surrounded the building where her, her mother and, and grandfather were staying and they were actually cooking meth. There was meth activity all throughout the uh, extended stay hotel room. And uh, they busted down the door. They arrested the mother and, and the grandfather 
on the spot. And during the investigation, they discovered that she had been living in the bathroom. That the, the bathtub was her bed. She had a blanket and a pillow. And they were throwing food in at her like she was some kind of an animal. You know, they found half-eaten jars of peanut butter with her little finger marks in them and, and food wrappers on the floor. And it was just a horrible scene. <clears throat> and we got Caitlin when she was three years old. And we, we started out as foster parents, fostering her. But uh, her circumstances were unique in that she didn't have any other family. And so we adopted her as soon as we were able to. And it changed our lives completely. We knew right then and there that that was our calling in life, was to foster as many kids as we could and help these kids to heal from life's hurts. But the... Uh, the odd, you know, the odd part about being a foster parent is that it's it's heartbreaking because, you know, when you're a foster parent, the the kids that you you get that are under your stewardship are not your kids, and in the state of Texas, the ultimate um, the the ultimate reality is is that they try to reunite the kids with some kind of family member. Um, eventually that is the ultimate game here is uh, reunification with family and the foster parents don't have any say in that and sometimes you know the, the kids that we would foster were, were going back to families that were addicted to drugs that were involved in illegal activity and we knew it and the kids knew it but they were they were allowed to go back to these situations because the parents had cleaned up their act for a certain period of time and had checked all of, all of the necessary boxes that the state required them to check in order to get their kid back. And it was just heart-wrenching to actually have to drop these kids off at the Child Protective Services offices and, um, and, and let them go back to these horrible situations. But but it taught me a very valuable lesson. It was the lesson in, of stewardship and, and the fact that we don't own anything in life. You know, you may have a car, you may have a home. Shoot, you may have worked your, your ass off and, and grown a business where you believe that you own the business and you own everything in the business and that, that business has afforded you, uh, I don't know, a boat, a plane, uh, an island, whatever you whatever you're able to buy but you don't own that stuff because you know the there's a there's an old country song that that i love that has a lyric in it and the lyric is simple it says you never see a hearse with a trailer hitch you never see a hearse with a trailer hitch that's the lyric meaning that you can't take it with you you know when when we're ultimately called to be go to to go back to god to 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 go home our eventual home we can't take any of this stuff with us. And so it forces the mind to actually adopt the, the understanding that we're just, good, we're just stewards of what we've been blessed with, what we've been given. We don't own anything. And that goes for you, for you as well. Now here's, here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> is that did you know that if you live by the principle of you don't own anything, you're just a good steward of it, do you know that there's a whole tax system out there that can actually work in your favor? 
That's right. That's right. It's called the 1041 Trust and Foundation Tax System. And it's actually, uh, it, that's actually what I live by, my, my family lives by. We have a business trust that owns my business assets. It owns all of my business income. I don't own anything in my business. I am just the uh, steward of what, what my business produces. So I'm the producer inside of my business, but my business trust owns all of the business assets and the business income. You know, I'm the trustee of that trust. My, my family trust owns all of our family assets. So the family trust owns our home. It owns our cars. It, uh, it pays for our travel expenses. It pays for, you know, our living expenses. But we don't own anything. Ownership, fo- taxes follow ownership. Taxes follow title. And in the tax code, you'll discover that if you choose to claim ownership of of your stuff then you're going to get taxed on it if you choose to claim ownership and it is a choice if you choose to claim ownership of your income you're taxed at anywhere from 15 to 39.6 percent 39.6 percent is the highest tax rate in america today and so if you claim ownership of that income, you're taxed at those rates. But if you give up ownership of those incomes and those assets to a trust or to a foundation, another entity, in a, in a totally independent entity, if you give up ownership, but you become the trustee, the steward of what's been, been given to you, what you've been blessed with, then you can completely avoid taxes. That's right. You heard me correctly. You can actually keep every single tax dollar that would normally be leaked out to Uncle Sam. And there's a very simple system that's called the 1041 Trust and Foundation System that we live live by. And so it it allows us to do some amazing things. You know, for for example... um, you know, our home is owned by the family trust. And so we have a mortgage on our home, but the trust is responsible for paying the mortgage. And so think about what you can deduct from a tax perspective on your mortgage. Um, currently, it's only interest expense if you're in the 1040 world. If you're filing a 1040 form, which, you know, I don't care if you if you have an LLC or a C-Corp or an S-Corp or you have multi-layer LLCs, it eventually all of that money and wealth flows down onto a 1040 tax return, okay? Well, if you have a business trust or a family trust or a trust, one of, one of four different types of trusts, then you file a 1041 tax return. That's where the, the, the term 1041 trust and foundation system comes from, is that you actually file a 1041 tax return. And if you do that... <laughs> You're able to actually have the trust use pre-tax dollars to pay for your home. And it doesn't just pay for the mortgage pre-tax. We're, we're talking the trust is responsible for paying the principal, the interest, the taxes, the insurance, the lawn care, the pool boy, any improvements on the home, the utility bill, the internet bill, 
everything that is involved in that asset or with that asset that is owned by the trust, the trust is responsible for paying for it. And so as money flows into the trust, you're using pre-tax dollars to pay for those, those expenses. And it's just a simple one line item expense line on the 1041 tax return. And, and all of this can be validated. You can look this up on irs.gov. Just type in 1041 tax return or 1041 and, uh, and you can actually pull up the, the actual tax returns themselves and you can see that. You can see exactly what, uh, what you're able to do there. This isn't new. You know, this isn't something that we invented last, last week. This has been going on for over 100 years. In fact, you know, I, I, I found a, an interesting quote that um, that was on a website. The website was foundationsource.com. Foundationsource.com. Foundation Source is an organization that manages the administration of over 1,400 private family foundations. Now, private family foundations, which are 501c3 tax-exempt organizations, um, operate different than public charities you know a public charity like the red cross or the wounded warrior project or even the semper fi fund or any of those public charities they're responsible for giving away or granting 100 percent of the money that, that that's been given to them that's been donated to them minus their administrative costs well with private family foundations it's the exact opposite your job as steward of the foundation, as trustee of the foundation, is to keep the money and grow the money so that you can actually give more in a more meaningful way and more, make a greater impact. And so there's a whole tax system out there that, that involves this concept of stewardship versus ownership. And, and that's what I teach my clients today. That's all I focus on today is, is the 1041 trust and foundation structure. I show my clients how to actually jump over, make one simple decision and, and change their entire lives by switching from the 1040 tax world to the 1041 tax world. And so as, as foster parents, you know, it just it ripped, it used to rip my heart out when we would have to give up the stewardship of these children. You know, we, we would fall in love with these children, these kiddos, and they would become part of our family. And it would just absolutely tear my heart out and my wife's heart out when we had to give them back. But it taught us a very, very valuable lesson was that these aren't our kids. These are God's kids. We are just stewards for for a short time or a long time sometimes it's just a few months sometimes it's a few years but ultimately these are not our children these are God's children and and as such we we are called to be stewards good stewards of these children of of what we've been blessed with and so i want you to think about where in your world today are you focusing more on ownership of assets and, and just owning everything and wanting to, to build ownership and, and to own more stuff? You know, in America, we get so hung up on 
ownership. You, you know, the way to, to measure success in life here in America is to own more stuff, you know, to own more property, to own more cars, to own faster cars, more expensive vehicles, to own planes, to own businesses. And the, the reality is, is that you don't own anything. You don't own anything. You're just a good steward of what you've been blessed with. And so I want you to think about that. The next time you, uh, you're looking at, at buying a car or buying a home or buying anything is how are you going to title that asset? What's it going to look like? Are you going to claim ownership of it? Because if you do, then you're going to get taxed on it. But if you, if you have a heart of stewardship and you, you're okay with the, the concept of giving up ownership but maintaining stewardship of what you've been given, it changes your entire life from a tax perspective. You literally get to keep 100% of every dollar of tax that normally would be sucked out of your personal economy by Uncle Sam. All right? Well, that's it for me today. That's all I wanted to, to bring to your attention is this concept of, of stewardship versus ownership and the reality, the true reality that we don't own anything, people. We just don't. You may think that you own your home. You may think that you own your cars and your planes and your trains and your automobiles and your boats and your, your fancy toys. But the reality is, the reality is, is that you never see a hearse with a trailer hitch. That's it for me. If you have any questions about this or you want to learn more about the Trust and Foundation structure and system, simply go to PurposeDrivenBlueprint.org. That's PurposeDrivenBlueprint.org. And, and click on the, the button in the right-hand corner, the upper right-hand corner where it says Get Started. So we can fill out an application and see if this is a fit for you and your family um, to move you over from the 1040 tax system to the 1041 tax system where you're literally giving up ownership of your assets, but you maintain control. Okay, that's it for me today. So have a great day. Think about this when you're uh, throughout the day, when you're thinking about making money, keeping money and growing money. And, and I want you to think about how you're being a good steward instead of just owning stuff.